I'm Bob Main. I carry a gun because I can't carry a cop. Welcome to another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. And welcome to episode 569 of the Handgun World Podcast. This is a practical show done by a practical guy, and that is me. I don't go tinfoil hat on this show. I don't get all into the crazy stuff. I cover all kinds of information on handguns, and I also talk a little bit about survivalism, which I'll mention mention a little bit later on in this episode. This is coming out on Sunday, October 24th, 2021. This week, I'm going to talk about handgun balance, something that doesn't seem to get discussed. I like to talk about some unique topics that not a lot of people talk about. Then I'm also going to talk a little bit about minimalism and how we can continue to be a little bit more minimalistic and why I think it's good, why I think it's a good idea, why sometimes we have too much and it's inspired by the podcast called The Minimalists. And uh, Joshua and Ryan are excellent. I love listening to those guys. And you should check out their podcast, theminimalists.com. Very good stuff. This show is brought to you by Concealment Solutions. They have a lot of excellent holsters. And I'll tell you what, I did some competing recently with their Cobra outside the waistband holster. What a fast draw, easy to conceal, just a great way. And you know, if you like inside the waistband holsters, they've got plenty of those. They've got hybrid holsters. I mean, they've got it all. They even do some appendix carry. I I just think Concealment Solutions, some of the best holster makers out there check them out you can even get the mag holder magazine carriers other good magazine carriers there concealmentsolutions.com check them out concealmentsolutions.com free shipping on all orders over a hundred dollars and good belts i've got several of their belts as well once again concealmentsolutions.com you also get 10 percent discount by using the coupon code Handgun World. So if you're going to order over $100 over there, free shipping and a 10% discount, even if you don't spend that much, you still get the free shipping on the orders over 100 uh, Excuse me, I just, just mentioned that. You get your 10% discount by using the coupon code Handgun World. Sorry, I got a little distracted there. All right, let's talk about handgun balance. Some guns, to me, feel too top heavy or they feel too front heavy too much weight into the front now sometimes that's a good thing sometimes it's a bad thing i'll talk about the difference some feel perfectly well balanced to me and then some are just not i'll tell you why that's important i brought up before many times leverage the concept of leverage and how I think it's so important and kind of misunderstood. In order to be able to shoot well, you've got to have maximum control of your handgun. One thing that diminishes control 
of your handgun if it's completely out of balance for you. Now, I'll tell you, I'm going to give, give you an example. I'm not picking on guns, certain guns. I'm not saying that some guns are bad and some are good. Everybody has different requirements for the physics and for the fit and the feel of your handgun. But the balance is very important. Okay, and I think that it affects the leverage that you have on the gun. How can you control recoil now the length of the grip affects the balance as well i mean for me a glock 19 size gun or an mnp 2.0 sized gun or a sig p229 for example or a, or a sig p320 x compact those mid-size guns are perfectly well balanced for me uh there's not too much grip but there's not too much slide. If there's too much slide, the gun feels front heavy to me, like a Glock 34, okay? I'm holding the Glock 34 in my hand now, my third generation. Love the gun, excellent gun. Uh, competition shooters, some of them have won world championships with a Glock 34, okay? For me, it's a bit front heavy, and I know that there's a, a slide lightning cut uh, matter of fact, Glock is famous for that slide lightning cut. Looks like a huge gap in the front of the slide. And I know they had to do that when they built the gun. They had to do that to make the weight and the, the mass to be perfectly balanced so that the gun would cycle properly. Because probably if they didn't put that lightning cut in there at the time, it would have been, wouldn't have cycled properly. Now, today's Glock 34s don't have that. Okay, uh, and I'm not quite sure on the engineering and the physics behind some of the, today's Glock 34s. But I remember also, I used to own an M&P 2.05 inch gun a long time ago. That was a little too heavy, too front heavy for me. Front heavy and top heavy is not a good thing. Traditional SIG guns like the 226, it just feels too top heavy. For me, I, I like the 229, and there's not as much slide mass on top. Now, guns with short grips, guns with short grips for me, I like those because there's not as many rounds in the magazine, so the weight, the weight under the slide in the grip, is not as heavy either. Uh, a gun that a gun that it has has a huge grip, and then when, when I load the whole magazine up with 17, 18, 19 rounds of ammunition, that thing just feels too heavy on the bottom of the gun. And so it affects my balance as well. And it affects my recoil control as well. Believe it or not, too much weight on the bottom of the gun, for me, it doesn't let me get a locked-in grip on the gun. Uh, right now, I'm holding a uh, Shadow Systems MR920. Absolutely perfectly balanced gun, just like a Glock 19, just like an M&P 2.0 compact. Now, the M&P 2.0 compacts are a little heavier on top on the slide, but for some reason when I shoot it, it does, I don't notice it as much. I do, however, like when I shoot a SIG 226, for example, or uh, I shot a, I spent some time shooting a P325 inch, and it was a, it was a P320X. 5-inch gun. Just just too too top-heavy for me. It seems like the, the front of the gun 
kept wanting to dip down a lot, no matter how I, uh, no matter how I gripped the gun. Now, I'll tell you one that's absolutely perfectly balanced for me is my Shadow Systems DR920, or also the same size and weight and feel as a Glock 17. Glock 17s have always felt very well balanced because the slide's not too long, so there's not so much out in front of the gun, and it's really not all that heavy. And I tell you, the way that Shadow Systems builds the Glock platform, by the way, folks, just how many Glock platforms are there? Answer that question. Can somebody figure it out? How many how many Glock-like guns are out there? They're not exact copies of the Glock, but they're Glock-like. Very much Glock-like. As a matter of fact, some of the um, semi-automatic 9mm that, that are produced today, some of them are so close to a Glock. The Glock inspired such an amazing line of guns did it not whether you like the glock or not some people don't like glocks some of them hate glocks okay but even if you hate the glock think about it look at all the guns out there that are manufactured today most of them nine millimeter and they're semi-automatic and if you take them apart and you look inside the system is just another version and in most cases an improved version of the glock system hate the i hate to use the word platform so i'm going to say system shadow systems what they did is seems like they have it's this is the most similar non-glock glock type pistol that i've ever had a chance to own or shoot they just have improved it in so many ways i mean in almost every way they have improved a glock and you know how they've improved the glock the most is what people criticize the most about a Glock, and that's the grip angle. Shadow Systems has done it right. You have three back straps in the gun, and each one changes the angle a bit, so you can you can have a more natural grip angle. You can have a 19, 1911 style grip angle, and you can have a regular Glock grip angle if you want. But the balance of it, man, I tell you what, when I put the 17-round mag in there, it just there's it feels like there's an equal amount of weight on the bottom of the gun in the, in the grip as there is on the slide on the upper equal amount of weight on the lower as there is on the upper to me that's great add some texturing like shadow systems done or many other manufacturers have done and for me it just makes it just makes a great feeling gun and i think i think the way it balances affects the way you can shoot it it affects how you can control the recoil and and, and think about it when that slide is moving back so fast and you're shooting it fast there's a lot of mass on some guns and it's simple physics folks the heavier the slide is the heavier the top end the more ramming and slamming and and force that's going back and forth that you have to try to control. If the slide is lighter, there's not as much slamming back and forth that you have to control. And I think that makes a huge difference. So I wanted to spend some time talking about guns. Guns that are not balanced, 
very well and guns that are balanced very well. And it seems like that's what... I'll tell you which guns I think are really balanced well. Of course, the two Shadow Systems guns that I own, they are. CZ guns seem to have great balance. Um, I, I'm, I've always been very impressed with those. The mid-size and the smaller-sized M&P pistols. Not the full-size M&P pistols um, like the 5-inch, but uh, I had a time, I had a, a, a opportunity uh, several times to shoot Ben Branham's uh, M&P full-size that's often compared to a Glock 17 size. That's a great balanced gun. Uh, he's got a couple of first-generation M&Ps, 9mm, great guns. The M&P 2.0 Compact is an excellent balance. It's a, it's a little bit, the top end's a little bit heavier than like a Glock or a CZ, but it's still not bad. The, the Sig P320 guns, those, for, for me, I like the smaller ones. When I, had, when I had a chance to borrow a friend's P320X Compact, that felt great. And as a matter of fact, the, um, it had a Wilson Combat lower. And that improved it even more. Now, the, it's the X Compact I really like. I don't like the regular P320 guns, but I like the P320X series, but I don't like the big ones. The big ones don't seem to balance very well. They seem very top-heavy and very front-heavy. And the traditional double-action, single-action SIGs seem front-heavy. To me, I don't know what it is. A 1911 5-inch gun seems top-heavy to me. It just does. Especially the all-steel version, it seems top-heavy. But when that's shortened down to the commander length, four and a quarter, oh, man, those balance, great. The, the 1911 commander size, oh, man, those are great. The four and a quarter inch barrel, they just, they feel perfect to me. Not too much weight on the upper, not too much weight on the lower. The Goldilocks gun, right? Just right. I notice it in revolvers too. When I have a chance to shoot a revolver with like a six inch barrel, eh, just feels too top heavy, too front heavy. But when I get to shoot a four inch barrel revolver, Oh, that's awesome. I mean, that's just really good. Another gun that seems kind of top-heavy and front-heavy to me are the FN guns, the full-size. They just seem to be big and clunky. Some of the H&K guns, they seem real top-heavy and real bulky on top and in front. And I just, whenever a gun is like that, I've never been able to shoot it as well. I just can't. No matter what I do, uh, and I, I've been shooting a while, folks, and I just can't seem to shoot those top-heavy, front-heavy guns. What's your experience? I, I'd like to hear. I got a voicemail, 210-646-1727, 210-646-1727. What's your experience with guns that are out of balance or guns that balance perfectly? for you or email me handgunworld at gmail.com or bob at handgunworld.com both of those emails work very well i always start a post 
on Facebook, Twitter, and MeWe and Parlor for each episode. Maybe you might want to put some feedback there as well. Like to hear your experiences on it, on this subject. The balance and the weight both on the top and the bottom of your handgun. So that covers that. I also want to remind you I've got an Amazon store. I've got some products on my page over at handgunworld.com on my Amazon page. Whenever you do your shopping, click on one of those. It helps support the show. You don't have to buy that product, but it does help to support the show. Whenever you make your purchases, go to handgunworld.com first. And also, uh, there's a lot of really cool videos on my Patreon page. That's patreon.com slash handgunworld. I've had a lot of Patreon members lately. Thank you very much. This show is 90% supported by generous listeners like you. If I didn't have those of you who listen and financially support the show, I would not be doing it today. So that's how important you are. And I like to provide a lot of good value. There's great custom podcasts on my Patreon page. Also, at the Shooters Club that I do with Ben Branham, that we do together, there's like 90 episodes, ShootersClubMembers.com. Please become a member of one of those to help keep supporting Handgun World Podcast. I'd appreciate that very much. Okay, so let me shift gears a little bit and talk about some minimalism. One of the things that I found is that life gets a little too busy sometimes when you have too much that you're involved in in the terms of material objects and the minimalists spend pretty much their whole that's their what their whole podcast is about and they're very good again check them out the minimalists.com but the more you have to maintain the more stress you create for yourself the way the world is right now who needs more more stress we got inflation on the rise at incredible levels let's go brandon right let's go brandon i hope you know what that means if you don't know what that means look it up do an internet search let's go brandon you'll find it out um our inflation is out of control uh and it's going to get worse uh just people's grocery bills i don't know about you but mine's gone up like 30 percent in the last six months it's unbelievable it's ridiculous and we got to be preparing for that stuff and the less money you can spend on material objects that don't mean as much and the more you can spend on getting prepared getting out of debt which is huge i've always talked about that and i'm going to continue to talk about that the more that you can spend on paying your bills paying off your debt investing so important with inflation on the rise so much, you got to stay ahead of taxes and inflation. Financially, I believe you have to stay ahead of taxes and inflation. So you think about it right now. How much are your taxes? If you're in the category that doesn't pay any tax, which is something like 45% of Americans pay no federal income tax, you might pay state tax, but probably about 45% of Americans, then good for you. But inflation is hitting you. And it doesn't matter what your tax bracket is, the price of things going up is called inflation. And that hits all of us. You got to stay ahead of that. 
So are you investing money to stay ahead of that? Because there's going to come a day you're going to need that money. Not just retirement, but you can invest for other reasons that don't have anything to do with retirement. I mean, you can put money away in all kinds of things that grow in value. I mean, even if you're doing the precious metals thing like gold and silver, you know, over time they're going to grow in value and you got to be staying ahead of the curve when it comes to inflation and taxes. We have no idea when and if inflation is going to come down. I think we're at a point, as Glenn Tate says over at Prepping 2.0, and he's also the author of the 10-book series, 299 Days. He's been my guest on this show many times. He's a friend of mine. I've had a chance to meet Glenn twice and teach training classes with him. Uh, He believes that we're at a point of hyperinflation, and I do too. And so I think the two most critical things that you can do in hyperinflation is, of course, keep your costs down, your costs of other things, like your costs of maintaining material objects. One of the most expensive material objects that people who are non-minimalists spend money on, cars. Cars. And right now, it's an insane time to be buying a car. So I hope you're not in the market for a vehicle because the prices are just out of control. But if you're in the market to sell a vehicle, sell it now. Sell it now while you can get a lot for it. Um, Especially if it's a used car. You can get so much for it. Now, you can't replace it, but if you don't need to replace it right away, you can't replace it at a reasonable price. But if you don't need to replace it right away, sell it off. Put that money towards something else. Save it. Put it in a savings account until you got your three months worth of expenses saved in the bank. Uh, Sell it off. Get out of debt. You know, if there's a car that you don't need to have right now, sell it off, pay off some debt that you might have. Maybe debt on other vehicles, maybe credit card debt, maybe a personal loan or some kind of a home equity loan or something that you got, pay that stuff off. But your cash flow, yeah, minimalists understand that cash flow is king. And whatever it is that is not bringing you immediate benefit to your life, whatever kind of material objects that's not giving you immediate benefit and causing a burden to to support get rid of those things uh if you have two if you have a house that's too expensive make a plan to get out of there in a year or so all right sell it off you're servicing that big huge expense sell it off and downsize Uh, living more of a minimalist life learning what you can do without and what you can't do without. Now, I understand there's some things you can't do without. You, I mean, you got to have a decent place to live. you got to be able to put food on the table. You know, do you need to have a whole huge safe full of guns that you're not shooting right now? Do you need to have that? And when I say need, I'm not saying that that you shouldn't own those. When I say need, what I'm talking about is look at each gun as a dollar amount of money. Unless it's some kind of a sentimental gun that your dad or your grandfather gave you or whatever, or it's a family heirloom, it's really just 
money sitting in an object that's sitting inside of a safe. Are you using it? Are you using that gun? If you got a few guns that you're not using on a regular basis, why not sell them right now when you can get good money for them and use that money to put into a savings account, to start an investment program, to pay some bills, to get out of debt, or even to buy some ammo. I've done that in the past year and a half. I've determined which guns I really need to have right now. In other words, I made the decision. I don't think that anybody else should make any decision on what guns you need or what you don't. That's not for other people to decide, is it? I don't believe so. But it's for you to decide. So I decided, okay, there's some of these that are just weight, dead weight sitting in my safe and there's money invested. My money, it was invested in those guns and that's money that I could be using for something else. So I, I sold some of those. I don't regret selling any of them. I sold them at the time because I wanted to fund some other things. Now, I did fund some other guns that I knew that I was going to use more, like my two Shatter Systems guns. But I also put that money in other areas. And I spent it in other ways, too. And so if you're not shooting something, and I would say, well, this, this is what I used. This is the criteria that I used. You used some of your own criteria, but I decided to go minimalist on the guns that I wanted to keep. And so my minimalist philosophy was, if I had not shot the gun at least two times in six months, in other words, if I hadn't taken it to the range and practiced with that gun at least two times in six months, I got rid of it. Now, I did decide to keep guns that have a very specific purpose that maybe I wasn't shooting real often. Like a couple of pocket pistols that I own. I need pocket pistols. So I've got two. I got two that are real pocket pistols. Okay. And even though I don't shoot those pocket pistols very much, I should. I should shoot them more. But even though I haven't been shooting them too much, I kept them. Even though I wasn't shooting them a lot because they had a specific purpose. But there were larger guns that I had that didn't really have a specific purpose. So my minimalist philosophy was sell them, okay? And I, so I used that money, and I, and I won't divulge a whole lot of details, but I used that money in other ways. I think that's what we have to do today. Don't you think? I, you know, we have an out-of-control government on both sides. I'm not trying to make this a political show you folks that listen, you know I don't go real political on this show. I don't get too tinfoil hat on stuff, and I also don't get real political on stuff. The only thing I do on this show that some people may not like is I do talk about my faith. I'm a Christian, so I talk about Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I don't spend a lot of time on that, but I want you to know who I am, who Bob Maine is. So I'm a Christian, but this is also not a religious show. So that's all I'll say on that. If you don't share my belief, I, I get it. This show is not about religion. So if you don't share my belief, you're always welcome as a listener anyway. And I hope you don't turn me off because, that, because you don't share my belief. So my minimalist philosophy was let go of the guns 
And I know, you know, I mean, they were fun when I bought those guns. It was, I was excited when I bought those guns, but they just sat there and sat there and sat there. So I turned them into a profit. Uh, just an idea I might want to throw out there. And you can use this philosophy not just with guns, with, with just about anything. Just about anything that you have that's a material object. If it's something you don't use very often in this crisis time that we have, not just in America, but in the whole world, in this crisis time, it might be a good thing for you to consider not having those items anymore. So you might be surprised what you can do without. You know, when I first heard this, I was skeptical. And I thought, what do you mean? I'll be happier with less? And yeah, it turned out to be true. Um, I am generally happier with less. I used to have a whole lot more that was taking up my resources and my time. And it's also, in my opinion, more fun more rewarding and actually more true to my faith actually to do more for others and not quite as much for myself so that's something to consider and if you think about that and you understand the rewards of being a minimalist and letting go of a lot of what weights you down then that's the key. Letting go of a lot of that which tends to weight you down and put your focus on material ideas and, and let go of that stuff and put your focus instead on doing more with less, taking stress out of your life, becoming, becoming more like I think that we were intended to be. Not so much focused on I want, I want, I want, but only focus on I need and I need. Does that make sense? Okay, sorry for stumbling over a few words and, and, and phrases that I wanted to say in this episode. I'm tired. Um, I've, I've done a lot this weekend. So with that, I'm going to wrap it up. And I'm just going to say, remember that, that balance of your gun is important. In, in conclusion, in kind of summarizing, remember that the balance, the fit, the feel, but also the weight is important. The weight on the top of the gun, the weight on the bottom of the gun, the reciprocating mass of the slide, that's all important. And minimalism is a good idea. Taking things that you don't use that you're servicing. I mean, I would have never thought that I would be in a position where I own three vehicles free and clear. That's, I, have th I have three vehicles. They're all old. Two of them are 15 years old. The other one is 10 years old. And they're all paid for. I haven't had a car payment in a real long time. Let me tell you how great that feels. It just feels really good. I can actually enjoy the vehicles more not being indebted on these vehicles and not having the burden of payments, payments, payments. Hard for me to enjoy something that I'm always paying the bill on it. So even though I would love to have a new vehicle, I'd love to have a $55,000 pickup truck. I'd love to have a $65,000 sports car. Of course, I'd love to have all that stuff, but I wouldn't enjoy paying the bills on those. 
Now, if I had enough money to pay cash for those, well, I'd, then I would do that. And I wouldn't have any bills and I wouldn't have any debt on those. And I could enjoy them more. So, with all that said, folks, remember, thanks for listening. Shoot straight. Shoot safe. I'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Good.